Welcome back to another episode of When the Girls Talk Boys. You're on with Becca and Casey, and today we are going to be talking about a little show called Outer Banks. It is a show on Netflix, and season three just dropped. Um, I have to say, like, it's pretty much the only reason I bother to keep a Netflix account anymore. I feel like lately I have not been able to get into so many shows, but this one, like, really does it for me, like, in... 2020 when the first season came out we were all like in quarantine and whatever and it just brought me so much joy like I got so invested in it um and this season like honestly I think was a really good season um yeah (laughs) we're so awkward forever awkward with intros but um Casey what do you like about Outer Banks um, I really, I think one of my favorite things about the show is the dynamic in, like, the chemistry between the friend group. Like, especially, I think season one shows it best, but still in season two and season three, I just, I don't know, it's, it's like, natural. It's not, like, a forced chemistry, and I feel like that's, like, kind of hard to find. Yeah, like, I think... Something I really like about the show is that it is like a mystery and a thriller, but then you remember that they're literally teenagers. And I think a lot of shows like have failed to do that. Like they give these kids this like really heavy, intense, like action plot line. And then it's like, oh yeah, by the way, we have prom, you know, but I feel like it's the constant redirection to like, we are dumb teenagers. Like we jump off the plane when we're not supposed to. We do like, we do dumb stuff just because we can. And so like, I love that charm to it. And that's what like makes it fun to watch. It's like this group of teenagers should not be able to find treasure and like find El Dorado. But like, here we are. I think they're just written really well. Like it's hard today to find teen like teenager characters that are actually written well and not like 50-year-old men writing what they think Gen Z is like, but they aren't. <laughs> I Yeah, I feel like all the main characters, obviously besides like the enemies, are like really lovable characters. Like there's no one that like truly annoys me, which is very rare. Yeah. Well, sometimes John B. But yeah. like, anyways, we're going to dive into season three. There's going to be some spoilers. Um, So if you have not watched um season three um maybe don't listen to this episode until you do um if you've never watched the show like obviously we're going to be talking a lot about it I do recommend it I think like it is geared towards a younger audience but it's not so geared towards a younger audience that I in my mid-20s can't enjoy it like I was talking to someone about that 90s show because you know I'm a huge that 70s show fan like I was really excited for the reboot and I was like, you know what? This show was really good, but I know that I wasn't the target audience. Like I could tell this show like wasn't meant for me. I feel like Outer Banks is kind of the same thing, except it is still more appealing to an older audience. If that Yeah. Um, and I don't always get that with a lot of quote teen shows, but um, and sometimes I see people's opinions on Twitter and stuff. And I do have to remember like the fan base of this show is like, younger than me and that's okay so sometimes when I'm like oh my gosh this person's opinion is so off I'm like okay but I'm 26 and they're like 14 so it's fair um I I remember when season one came out 
And people were saying that like Riverdale was better, like a better series than Outer Banks. And I was like, listen, I watch both and this is so not true from a writing standpoint and just an everything standpoint. Outer Banks is so much better. Like Becca was saying with the fact that they're like these kids doing these like crazy things that they shouldn't be able to. It's the same thing with Riverdale, but Riverdale is just like not believable at all. Outer Banks, you can actually kind of believe it to a certain degree. Yeah, like there's a lot of serendipity that goes into the show and you have to really be like, okay, this is not realistic anymore, Um, which I think we'll talk about. I have a couple examples of that from season three, but yeah, let's jump into season three. So I'm going to be really honest. I don't remember anything that happened in season two. Like season one, I could recite it from like the back of my hand. Like I watched it like three times in a row during quarantine. And then I watched season two, like once or twice. So first of all, the first episode, I was like, who is Cleo? And then they talk about Jambi and Sarah being married. I was like, when did they get married? Like I remembered nothing. So I will say if you are about to watch season three, go rewatch season two. Cause I was very confused. I was Googling plot lines. Like, and that is one like gripe I have about shows nowadays that they don't come out like regularly they come out like once a year I'm so lost like I'm so lost but I mean I figured it out but it was a struggle at first I rewatched season two a few weeks ago so I still had it like fresh in my relatively fresh in my mind but the thing I don't believe the thing that I want to go back and watch real quick this is like one of the first things that I was thinking when I was watching the first episode wasn't Sarah wearing like leggings when she jumps off the boat at, in the end of the last season but she's wearing shorts in season at the beginning of season three <laughs> the first thing I noticed in this season is Kiara and Sarah's outfits and I think So those two actresses are like sponsored by American Eagle and they do a lot of American Eagle campaigns. And you could tell every single thing they wore this season was like last season's American Eagle clothes. Like I swear to God, like the shorts, I was like, I have those shorts, like no way. And that when JJ looks at at Kiara and goes, nice new threads. I was like, is that like low key? Like, oh my God, they're the ones sponsored by American Eagle. Well, American Eagle... I think has a deal with like everyone on there because Chase was also doing it and like I think like all of the cast are American Eagle models and spokespeople spokespeople now but but I was like Sarah's wearing the same bra but I was just like they definitely changed their outfits like I need to go back and look at it but I'm pretty sure she's wearing pants on Poglandia she's or, or she's wearing shorts on Poglandia but she was wearing like a matching leggings like yoga pants set when she jumped off the boat Maybe. which they have a, they have a clip of her jumping off the boat with John B like later on in season three and like she, it literally shows her wearing pants there maybe there is an American Eagle out outfitters like outlet on Poglandia Island like that's the one thing on the deserted island I can't. I love that this is the first the first thing we need to talk about is well, that it was it's literally like the first thing that I noticed in that season. Also the fact that they were stranded there for a month, like and they like look perfectly healthy is another thing. So but I, 
<laughs> what I, I was talking to one of my other friends that watches the show and I was like the thing that I can't believe is that JJ and Kiara did not get together that entire time they were on the island like I know why did, take, why did it take till the end of the whole season for them to become an item I was like no way did the first oopsie almost kiss happen on the the bow or the plane or whatever it was like yeah no way does that happen I don't believe you I'm sorry they have too much chemistry I was really underwhelmed and disappointed when they finally do kiss and get together. Like, not from her rescuing, not from him rescuing her. Love that part. But, like, in the middle of a room with a bunch of girls watching them. Wait, yeah, we... Not... Okay, (laughs) so the JJ JJ Kiara storyline, I think, was the highlight of the season. Yes. I have been ever since they had that weird love triangle in the beginning of the show I was like she's gonna end up with JJ like whenever that's the scene when he's in the hot tub back in like season one and he has all the welts on him or whatever and she's hugging him I was like they belong together like I just knew it um and so I did kind of like I did kind of like that it was sort of a slow burn but I don't know I liked the rescue like I thought like when he jumped in the van and he's like on the phone with John Bean, he's like, I need eight hours. Like I have to go. That was like just the most like romantic thing of my whole life. I was like, he's not leaving without her. Like he's so loyal. That's also why JJ is my favorite character in general, because he is the most loyal to the Pogues. Like he's like no man left behind. Um, so I, I love that he rescues her. That's not my problem. My problem is just that like the kiss didn't feel as passionate as it did in other instances where it could have happened that's fair and it was just awkward with all of those girls watching them (laughs) yeah I was a little I will say I was a little confused by the rescue because when he first gets onto the campus and he's like doing the whole dead cat thing I'm like this makes sense but then he's just like waiting till it's dark like I was so confused and then he's like oh I left the van like the Twinkie like at the camp and I was like wait you just abandoned like the van is like a key character in the whole show and you just he literally he literally says to throw them off their scent no I know and it's smart but I'm like wait the Twinkie is like a character in itself and like (laughs) I'm just gonna abandon it at this random camp oh I mean it makes sense that he was waiting for after dark because they'd be able because like not like most of the guards and everything were asleep by that point like no one was gonna like really see him taking her but like can we talk about the fact that they literally brought in a wilderness therapy plot line for Kiara I okay her parents this is my biggest gripe of the whole season I hate her parents with a burning passion and I think that if my daughter like disappeared for a month on an island like I would literally support her in whatever she wanted so the fact that like this is okay the way they view JJ really bothers me because I'm like this is the boy that like took care of your daughter while she was on the island like why are you blaming him for everything he's never he's never the brains of the operation either like he's not the one that causes all this treasure hunt like that's John B like go take it up with him but it's him and his friend group that get Kiara into all this mess but also like your daughter literally told you like an episode before or two before that she was kidnapped and she never thought she never knew if she was going to see you guys again and then you literally have people kidnap her no that that whole thing made me so mad and I feel like it was just to like get the whole JJ Kiara thing 
but I was so mad. And when they do, we're going to talk about the time jump thing a little bit later, but when <laughs> they do the time jump and the parents are just sitting at the celebration, yes. I literally was like, if those were my parents, I would cut them off completely. Like I'd be like, yeah. I, like you are, you are cut off forever and always like you, that's abuse. You abused me. I literally landed on wilderness therapy, like survivor talk, like last year. And Every single person is talking about how traumatizing it is because you're literally most of the time you're taken in like the middle of the night by people you don't know in your own home. You're not allowed to contact anyone for at least six weeks, if even. And the whole point of wilderness therapy is literally just to get teenagers to be obedient little people again. Like that's all it is. It's because parents don't like that their child has their own brain. I also don't think she did anything bad. Like, I'm really confused why they're like, oh, like, other than being on a deserted island, like, she was never in legal trouble. She wasn't on drugs. Like, she's, like, not, like, a teen parent. Like, there's, I'm like, what has she done that's so awful that you need to send her to camp? Also, have you never seen the movie Holes? Like, I'm so, I'm, like, looking at her dad, like, bro, are you for real right now? Like, do you think it's a problem? Like, I'm sorry, but, like, literally... Being there and watching her get taken and dragged away by these people is going to be more traumatizing to her than everything else she's already been to. I also think it was horrible that they weren't even going to let her, like, say goodbye to her friends. Like, I think that's so cruel. That's how it is. To just drop you into this world and have no closure. Like, I think that she should have, at the very least, been able to, like, call her friends and be like, hey, I'm not going to be able to come down the plane to South America. I have to go to, like, rehab camp or whatever. That's – but, like, unfortunately, that's how wilderness therapy is. You're literally taken in the middle of the night and not allowed to contact anyone for at least six weeks, if even, again. Like, sometimes you're just not allowed to until you finish the program kiara deserved better and so i'm really glad that she got rescued and anyways okay kind of on the topic of the rescue this guy that jj owes money to this is one of those serendipitous things so they're trying to find him they shoot out the tires of the van and he just like he's just like listen i know that i owe you a ton of money and you're literally holding a gun to my head however I might go find El Dorado, like, you know, this mythical place that's full of gold. And if you just, like, let me go right now, I'll go get you some gold. Like, in what world would somebody that's already at the point that they're stalking you on this, like, eight-hour drive and shooting out your tires just going to be like, oh, yeah, sounds good. Like, just give me an IOU. And yeah. Then- and then he's the one that helps them get to South America. And he comes with them. And he helps them. I'm just like... Like, that random, that's one of those, like, this was just to move the plot along. This whole arc of, like, this man that owes JJ money. Like, we're just going to make him low-key a hero. Like, what? I mean, yeah, it's weird, but it's also, like, we have a real lead on this. Like, and if we don't have it, then fine, kill me or I'll pay you back. But like, it's just it's crazy. The possibility. Like, well, it's a possibility because like they've already they already found the gold. They already found the cross of Santo Domingo. Like, it's so possible that El Dorado could be real. But like, like, 
I feel like the writers decided like, okay, this season is the season that the Pogues get a win, like the underdogs triumph. How do we like split them up and then get them back together? Like it was clearly just a convenient plot device, which is fine. I'm not complaining. Like I know that it's TV, but I was just like, wait, this guy all of a sudden is on their side. Like why? Mm -hmm. Like in what world did they believe JJ? Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe JJ. Literally, I kind of figured they would get the win this season, but I was like, okay, so it's third time's the charm. Um, No, but literally, so one of my predictions before the season started was that Ward and or Big John would die. Can I be honest? They both deserve to die. Yes. Oh, they absolutely did. I totally got it, but I was so angry. And I know I was supposed to be angry, so it's fine. When John B's dad is just, like, the worst person ever. Like, okay, the scene where they're in the woods, the woods, the jungle, and they're, like, using the the thing to, like, figure out where El Dorado is. Mm -hmm. And like ward like sells them out to save sarah whatever and they're about to shoot john b even Ward is like john you're gonna let them shoot your son and i go if you're at the point where ward cameron is the better parent in the situation and he's like giving you parenting advice and calling out your bad parenting you know you messed up yeah i i was like Oh my god, the i was so angry like the entire season because there was so okay for two reasons, <laughs> because of Big John and the way he was treating John B. But also, I don't feel like we got as much poke content and J- JJ content because we were so focused on Big John and John B. And I honestly did not care about their storyline that much. <laughs> they just like, but I do think it showed that the difference between them because John B every time would choose his friends yeah treasure like when John B's like gonna save Sarah Sarah tries to save John like Mm -hmm. it shows that the the Pogues are a team and John B's like not on a team and so okay jumping ahead to sort of the end when I was so happy that John and Sarah were the ones to find the treasure I did I was so happy that the dad couldn't do it because I was like this shows that like friendship conquers all you know like the like they were the ones rewarded because they stuck to together as a team john b and ward sorry not john b big john and ward were the ones that end up with nothing and literally dead because they didn't have each other's backs yeah and so the whole message of like we are a family the pogues p for l you know they were not p for l so they died and got nothing i mean it also john b and sarah finding el dorado is honestly like a great reflection and callback to season one when Ward and Bing John are working together to find the Royal Merchant Gold, but they're using each other to find it, whereas Sarah and John are genuinely are genuinely trying to find it together. Like they're not using they're not doing it for their own motives. And it's a great callback because like they didn't kill each other. <laughs> I had to keep pausing that entire thing. Like, as soon as I knew they had to go through this underwater passage, I was like, I'm out. Like, this is terrifying. And, like, I had to keep pausing it because I was so stressed out. I was like, one of them's going to, like, they're not going to have light. Like, they're just going to die. And I I knew that they were going to make it out alive. Like, I didn't know they were going to find it because I was like, they're not cutting either actor from this show. Like, they're I just don't think they're doing that. And I don't think they're going to kill off a character like this. But... Um, my only gripe was like, did nobody bring a camera? 
Like the I know they made it to El Dorado. El Dorado, this place that like, okay, I didn't even know that this was anything outside that like DreamWorks movie. I thought that was like made up for that movie. This Seriously? Is, this is like a known like legend. Like I didn't know that until I was like, wait, what are they talking about? But side note, Becca's just dumb. But I was like, okay, you get some of the gold. Like that's cool. But like take a picture so you can prove that you found it. Like also, not a camera, even like your phone. Like what? That's me. The the that was me very much this season. But literally every other the other two seasons too. Like oh my god, you found the royal merchant gold. Take a picture of you with it. You found the cross the cross of Santo Domingo. Take a picture of you with right? it. Like, know for a fact that you guys had your phones for the cross of Santo Domingo and they weren't going to be wet. But like, <laughs> hey, like I just was like you literally found this crazy place and you can't even like document it like I was so stressed out but like um, I I understand like not being able to document it with phones because like you just swam through water but like bring a waterproof camera something like they and I know this was kind of like an emergency mission that they couldn't plan for but I just was like so mad I was like if any time in life you should have a camera this is it this is the one time you need a camera but um okay side note I hate when they're getting on the plane and they keep saying we're going to South America I'm like okay but where yeah I'm like JJ's like we'll meet you in South America I'm like that's a very broad location it's Venezuela right I don't know I might need to fact check that. But nonetheless, there was a specific place they were going. And they well, it was going, the place was Orinoco, but okay. the they Orinoco keep, Basin. They keep just saying they're going to South America. And I was like, yes, that could Venezuela. Be that was like, that could be anywhere. <laughs> but um, Venezuela. Oh, my God. That ending. Okay. Other highlights and lows from the season before we talk about the time jump, because I know the time <laughs> jump is going to be a hot topic for us. Um, I didn't think there was enough content of JJ being clumsy specifically, because I love when he's clumsy, because it's what I really want to know is, is it JJ being written as clumsy or is it Rudy actually being clumsy on set? <laughs> he probably like fell once and they were like, this is your character now. Yeah. Um. I I like that Pope has a girl now. Like, I like Cleo individually, but I like that he has a, a girl because I felt like if they were going to drag on the love triangle, I was going to be like, this is getting old. Like, that was so season one. Yeah. Um, uh, when I... Rafe, oh my God, when Rafe melts the cross, I was like ready to throw my computer off the off the table. I was like, is this a joke? Like, also, like, I understand he's like, I don't want to trace the gold, but it's like, you could find another way to sell this cross just itself and like make way more money off of it. Like, it just seemed like a poor business decision, besides the fact that it's like awful that you did that. Yeah. I, I, oh. I just don't understand. I understand why, but I don't understand why Barry hasn't just like gone to the police about every single thing Rafe has ever done. I get rid of him, Barry. Like, I don't like you, Barry, but just get rid of Rafe. He's a time bomb. So much, and I know I'm supposed to. I will say, okay, I didn't need the whole Ward Cameron redemption arc. Like, I know towards the end it was nice. It was nice that he saved Sarah, but when he starts to be like, we should donate the cross. I'm like, shut up, Ward. Like, you don't like 
you literally are an awful person and you're the reason Rafe can do anything because you literally took he murdered the sheriff and you took mm-hmm. the fall for it and faked your own death so why like why are you all of a sudden trying to be a good person and then Rafe randomly wants to be a good person I'm like no what's happening here we've seen him struggling with that but I think it's again it's that relationship with his dad where like he might say he hates his dad but he doesn't it's the same way sarah's like sad when he dies she hates him but also (laughs) i bet ward did not expect to be saying you're not going to shoot your dad within like three days to two of his kids and i thought that was hilarious (laughs) right i i can't i know and i feel like rafe is going to continue being an antagonist which i'm interested to see but he just, like, drove me up a wall this whole season. Also, and... isn't he, like, isn't, like, Rafe the character supposed to be, like, 19 or 20? He was, like, 19 in season one. And I guess, like, season, between season one and season two, it's, like, or between season one and season three, it's been, like, maybe a year. Yeah. So he's, like, 19, 20. He's, I can't. Like, I just can't with him. There was too much. Honestly, there was too much rave content. That's my complaint for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Speaking of annoying white boys, Topper. Let's discuss. First of all, what kind of a name is Topper? That's the stupidest name I've ever heard. Like, they got some weird names on this show. We got Wheezy. We got Rafe. And then we just have Topper. I still really want to know if Wheezy's name is actually Wheezy or if Wheezy is a nickname that just literally everyone calls her. I think it's hilarious that of the three, like, Cameron kids, Sarah's obviously the favorite because she's the one that got a normal name. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, okay, so Topper. I, (laughs) I thought it was funny when he was the one, like, driving the when they're trying to rob the train and get the cross back. I thought him being involved in that was, like, low-key funny. But then... When he's, the whole him and Sarah thing, I could have done without. Like, I wasn't mad at her that much because I do, I did feel for her. And if I was alone with him on that island, like, I don't know. But I felt like that was, that went on for too long. Like, the constant, like, back and forth. Like, Sarah, I love you. And then he's like, I have a girlfriend. And then he hooks up with Sarah. And then he goes to find, she's, like, using him again for something dumb. And then he goes and burns the house. I'm like, this is just too chaotic for me. Topper's entire storyline was too chaotic. And I'm just glad. Because I was worried. So I had a kind of a conspiracy theory. Because um, the actors that play sarah and jompy in real life like we're dating and broke up i was worried mm-hmm. that they were going to break the characters up because of that and so when sarah cheated on him with topper i was like oh my god like is this it but i'm really glad that it kind of like blew up and then they got over it really quick and i was like okay thank god because like i want them together like i know i know that there was like an interview that said that both chase and maddie like were both very mature about like you know, still pretending to be in a relationship, like playing a relationship. Yeah. Um, but I kind of loved the topper vilification arc. And I'm kind of wondering if he's gonna team up with Rafe because he's just yeah. done. I was actually he's surprised with they hadn't. Like I was I he kept trying to help Sarah. Like it was just really back and forth for me. It was too much. Also, with that time jump, like it's eight. 18 months but like topper looked really annoyed at that celebration thing yeah why was he even but 
sorry, going back to Rafe real quick. We we haven't seen him since the tar the, the tarmac since they left for South for Venezuela when um Shoop was there and he was like, seems like you have a story to tell, Rafe. And now I really want to know where he he is. Like what happened oh, after that? Okay. We'll talk about the time jump. I have a lot of feelings about the time jump. So I personally hate time jumps in TV shows. I think they are just like a cop out when the plot is getting too intense and you want to like do something new and fresh. And I will say like I'm glad there's a new thing coming in the next season so I I can kind of let go of my gripes about the time jump. But I just have so many questions that I think that they're not gonna answer. Like first of all, Kiara, you just forgive your parents and they're there like at the celebration thing. Um, second of all, my next question, El Dorado, the entrance blew up. So how on earth did everybody just go like, yep, this is where it is. Like they just believe these two teenagers like, oh, this is where it is, whatever, that's fine. Um, I'm wondering if like maybe they like went back with like a team or whatever. Yeah, that's, like, I feel like we have to, like, that was what my other friend was saying. Like, we have to just assume that, like, they were believed somehow and somebody goes in and finds all the gold. But I'm just, like, I don't know. Like, it felt really forced that they got the win for once. Like, it felt like they were just, like, yep, the Pogues win this time. We want to go in a whole new direction with season four. So we're just going to, like, brush through all of these plot points and, like, call it a day. I'm wondering if season four they're going to have, like, flashbacks or anything Mm -hmm. to like things that happened in that 18 months because also i don't usually like um time jumps like that either especially if it's more than like two or three months like 18 months is a lot a year and a half that's yeah that's a year and a half um so that would i mean but it also brings them a little bit closer in time to where we are in this current year in 2023 um, and it is at the end of the season, so, like, that's okay with me. Because um, who knows, maybe when, whenever season four comes out, it'll be, like, another time jump, so we're in the present. Like, they've been looking. Also, I'm sorry, but, like, Blackbeard is kind of underwhelming for me. Wait, all I could think of was, like, Club Penguin. <laughs> but no, okay. So Why? I love, isn't that the name of the pirate in Club Penguin? I don't remember am i crazy i maybe Pirate. i've been thinking about club penguin a lot lately so maybe that's like where i'm at but okay so i first of all i love the whole pirate theme like i think that's gonna be really exciting mm-hmm. um but my so i think that the show is just going in a completely different direction like now because now they're gonna go on this expedition it has nothing to do with outer banks like it has you know, the other, other than like El Dorado, I guess, I don't really know what the connection was there other than John B's dad was studying it. The other one. Uh, I mean, had... they literally talk about what the connection is. Be- oh, in... you're right. Denmark Tanny. You're right. You're right. The, Pope, the priest. Pope's ancestor had the translation. Okay. So thank you. So all of them had some sort of link back to like Outer Banks, like that area, mm-hmm. but this is a completely different direction. So now they're going to be like probably traveling more and it has nothing to do with their own like family history i mean so the thing with blackbeard is that like no one knows where he stored his gold that's like the thing like finding blackbeard's treasure no one knows where it disappeared to um there's like a whole thing about like where blackbeard may have stored his treasure but i think a few years ago 
there was like a possibility of some of it being found like somewhere in Virginia. Um, so in that last scene, I, when Sarah and John B are talking, I kind of get this sense of like John B misses like the high of the chase. And I feel like that's where he is kind of, I think in the next season, him and JJ are going to sort of turn into like big john and ward like not exactly but just the energy of like the treasure's most important thing i do think they're going to be brought back down to earth with like the p4l stuff but Mm -hmm. i i feel like it's them too because john b is saying to sarah like kind of like acting like he misses it like sarah's like look we all have these things like pope has school kiara is saving the turtles like blah 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 and then he's just like you get the sense of like he's maybe a little bit bored and he misses it and then this is the funniest thing to me when they're all looking at the pirate stuff, JJ seems, like, just very interested. Like, he's, like, really, like, peering over and, like, smiling. And I go, JJ, you have never been the brains of the operation. Like, there's no need for you to even look at the map. Like, you're not going to know what any of it says. But I feel like he's someone that, like, he's almost like, well, now what? Like, because he never really had, like, a a dream or a direction for his life. So I think, like, him and John are going to be, like, really into the, like, let's go. And I yeah. think that- like Pope and like maybe Kiara are gonna be like guys our lives are good like why are we like doing this again but then yeah I feel like that's where the drama is gonna be next season is that JJ and John B get way too into it I think that somehow Rafe is going to be an antagonist like I think that he's either gonna like hear about the mission and try to beat them to it or he's gonna like sabotage it in some way yeah um I mean, I, I one of the things I'm also wondering about is, like, JJ's home life now. <laughs> I'm assuming, in my head, him and Kiara, like, have an apartment. Like, I, because, I don't know, like, why would you keep that house? Like, what's the point? I literally feel like they are living together. Because also, by now, they must be done with high school. Well, they're, I mean, 18 months, They that would put them... To about 18, to like 18, 19, well, because, because I think Pope, Pope was applying to colleges, like in one of the, yeah. the scholarships. So I thought they were like probably juniors. And so they must be done. Like they probably didn't even finish school because what's the point? But other than like Pope, but um, I, in my perfect world, like Kiara and JJ live together or maybe they yeah. all just have a group home. Maybe they rebuilt the chateau and like, because they did find El Dorado. Yeah. So, okay. So it actually might still have to do with the Carolinas in general. Maybe not specifically OBX, but um, it looks like – so Edward Teach, the guy that's notebook it, like logbook it was, mm-hmm. they often docked in the Carolinas. Um, and the – Island that was his most common hangout spot was Ocracoke Island, okay. <laughs> um, which is in North Carolina. Um, but it hadn't been fa- it hasn't been found there for the last three hundred years. So, like, who knows? But it's going to be it's probably somewhere in the Carolinas. So who knows? Maybe it does have to do with. Oh, that makes sense. Obx, I'm but 
my other thing is um that I'm curious about is that like all the other adventures they went on were sort of started by John's dad or were fully started by John's dad. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering like now they're literally like yes they have this man but they're also like very much going in blind. And I was like, do these pogues have what it takes to like literally solve a mystery? Because I feel like before they had a lot of help and it was very serendipitous. Really curious to see how the next season goes. I am happy it's continuing though because I think there's a lot of room for the characters. And I also just love the show. I, I'm i kind of curious how much longer they think that they can play it out, though. Because just doing a treasure hunt, like, every season will get boring. And I personally have, am of the opinion that five seasons is usually the best for a show. Because after season five, shows usually end up falling off and get really bad. <laughs> but um yeah like I don't want them to drag it out to the point that it gets unpopular and then it ends on a cliffhanger biggest gripe in life is like I cancel a show on a cliffhanger it got a really early season four renewal the fact that it hadn't even come out yet um so I'm wondering if maybe season four ends up being the last season well they like um they had that like big event for the first episode and yeah like how much of a following the show has so netflix is like oh we're gonna capitalize on this yeah Um, but yeah i don't i don't know how much longer it could go on for because it's like yes they're gonna have a new adventure but i also like it's it loses its like initial charm of like these kids are the underdogs and there's like a random mystery that's related to where they grew up yeah solve also so like before the season came out like long before we even had like the teaser trailers or anything mm-hmm. i was like i was thinking that like maybe so maybe season three you know they find their treasure season four they go back to obx and they're dealing with like all of the re- like reparate like all of the repercussions and reparations that have to be going on like ward actually gets found out and has to be brought in and you know justice is served and then season five is like one last go out with a bang season one feel but like obviously that's not going to happen because of you everything think that all happened was just season. forgotten like like how John B was technically like Topper was pressing charges on him like that's... Think everything was just forgotten like hey like you have some gold like like yeah I, I do have to wonder, like, like there's that there's JJ's restitution there's well he probably paid that there's JJ paying the other guy off like I'm just. I'm also like really wondering how much money JJ actually walked away with because he owed a lot of people a lot of money. <laughs> but they also like they probably did like inner like think about it, they probably did like interviews. They probably went on yeah like what's a big talk show. They probably went on like the View. I don't know like Today Show like all those things. Like they were like we're the kids that found all this stuff. Like they probably are now like millionaires because that only did they find the gold, but now they have like a brand. Like I really just want to know what happened what actually happened in those 18 months because like there's no way the unless topper decided not to press charges because john b would press charges against him burning his house down i wonder if honestly i would be satisfied if they even did like a mini so you know how like yeah did that like just a mini so of like a glimpse into the 18 months like i don't need like the full fleshed out thing but i just have a lot of questions and i have a feeling they're just skipping over that because they don't want to answer them they just want to like be like oh new season i mean netflix has done like a holiday special before Mm -hmm. so or like a one-off episode in between a season so like they should definitely do that because i think 
not only would we possibly get more just like pogue content like them just like getting like more like season one of them getting to like hang out and stuff but maybe we can also get a little bit more insight onto some of the character developments of what we should be expecting in season four yeah because if we just go into season four and like they're halfway through a treasure hunt and john b is like an absolute butthole like his dad (laughs) like i'm not gonna believe it as much as if we get to see see the growth to that point i love that sarah cameron was like the brains behind the operation in the end like Mm -hmm. she was earning back john b not john b big john's trust but i i was like yes girl like you prove yourself like you go i was like all feminism right here i really wanted her to yell at him i really wanted her to call him out and yell at him i can't she like she deserves better poor sarah yeah Um, sarah's a character that you would think you would hate but you love like, mm-hmm. she's someone that I feel like if she was written a little bit differently, you'd be annoyed with her. But I never, like, I always liked her. Yeah. Who's your favorite character? JJ. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, I got a soft spot for him, and I don't know what that says about me. But that's, that's not even... I also just think that he might actually be one of the better fully written characters out of the Pogues. Yeah. Because I, I feel like, I feel like he was very, like from a writing standpoint like he was very much understood and like like the writers knew who he was from season one i feel like kiara and pope they were still figuring out all the way through this season yeah something that i loved this season is how like i know they all lived on poglandia but like sarah is now friends with like jj and pope and i feel like before she was like in the crew but like not really but now like i would say she's better friends with them than john b even is like i feel like they're i want more of like the bromance back together next season there there has been a theory since like season one i think that jj and sarah are actually twins no, that's stupid. That that Sarah that Sarah's mom had an affair with JJ's dad, and they like parent trapped it basically. And that Ward killed Sarah's mom because he was so angry. Because we never found out like what happened. Yeah, to she's Sarah's mom. mom. Yeah, uh, I think that theory is not that is BS. I think it's that think if it they is. and if they do that, that's so pretty little liars nonsense. And I will be so mad. Well, I will not watch I don't I don't think it's gonna happen now because the whole theory was that like Ward is gonna the whole theory was like that it was gonna stem around like Ward saying something about it or JJ's dad saying something about it, but JJ's dad's not gonna come back to the US now. Um after he, you know, disappeared season two. But I do love JJ and Sarah's like their relationship like it is very much like a friend but like brother sister relationship where they're just like i don't know i really love their friendship no i love that she became better friends with all the pokes like that was great to me um i like i like that they're all coupled up but i do want more of like the more intercross dynamics you know what was annoying to me I, like, this is uh, my last gripe. When Kiara's parents don't let Sarah sleep over, I'm like, they're like, sorry, this is a bad time. You're always welcome here, but this is a bad time. And I go, I'm sorry. First of all, don't you want her to hang out with kooks? Like, I'm confused. Sarah is technically a kook but in your eyes. So it's like, what are you doing? This poor, like, I... Okay, here's the thing. I hate adults in general that don't take care of other people's kids. Like, I'm not saying you need to, like, 
go above and beyond but like a child's safety is a child's safety and at the end of the day she was a teenager and she's about yeah. to be homeless like what is wrong with you like yeah. like it just makes me so angry because I'm like even if there was something going on in my house there's no way that my mom wouldn't be like come stay over like of course if it's yeah. you sleeping on the streets and you being here like you could come stay here oh I was actually really hoping that JJ would be at his place so we could get some Sarah JJ bonding. Yeah, but, but also, it's, it's crazy to me that all these parents like didn't care that Sarah was just on her own. Like that's yeah. wild to me. And then that was very unrealistic to me as well. Cause I'm like, I don't know any parents that like if I showed up at their house, like, hey, like sorry if this is a bad time, but like I have nowhere to sleep. Like they wouldn't yeah. help me. Yeah. I yeah, that really bothered me too. I really I hate her parents. I her dad. The only parents on that show that I do not hate are Pope's parents. I love Pope's parents. I love I love Hayward. Like I love though when he like when Pope is like, I need to take her truck to go steal back this cross, and he's just like, No, like what do you mean? Like, no. yeah, like it's so funny. Like he's literally like, oh, no, I guess, but like, no, you're not you're not taking my truck. truck. We know how that happened. That we know how bad that la- that happened last time, season two in Charleston. You just like it. left the truck. <laughs> I but, love his parents so much. They're literally the only good parents on the show. Like, if anything, like he already had Cleo, but it's like if Sarah had showed up there, they probably would have been like, "All right, girl, like you can stay here." Like, yeah, I can't. But um, yeah. So that pretty much wraps up season three of Outer Banks. Um. If you've gotten this far into our episode, I'm assuming that you've watched it. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Like, please tweet at us um, or talk to us on TikTok, Instagram, send us an email, like whatever you want to do. Um, so our socials. So on Twitter and TikTok are are I like am having trouble remembering this right now our username is girls talk boys talk is spelled tlk um our instagram is wait for it it's girls talk boys talk is spelled correctly and it ends in an underscore um please follow us we'll follow you back and let us know your thoughts because outer banks is a a damn good show and we would love to talk about it more if there are any other shows you guys want us to talk about let us know that too we should do that. We should talk about shows, shows more. Again, like, I have such a hard time getting into some shows, and I, like, Outer Banks is, like, one of the ones that, like, I'm actually very invested in, obviously. We should do a Teen Wolf episode. We'll have to have Kayla on for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. There's a lot to, to unpack there. Um. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye.